This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing. I'm your host, Benjamin Harrison. And I'm your host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest is Dan McCoy Low from Flophouse Podcast. Unbelievable. Lovely. Welcome, One of Dan. the best podcasts on the whole entire internet. So true. Thank you. So true. Oh, man. When Slate said it, it meant nothing. <laughs> when you said it. <laughs> well, you know, we, we do, uh, you know, uh, where LDAI goes, so goes the internet, I think. <laughs> uh, and thank uh, you to uh, Jordan Morris for recommending me to be on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah we, Jordan, so as of, as of this recording, Jordan was on a second time, and uh, we had a blast with him. Uh, I would say... Your two are in my your two shows are in my top five of all shows. So well, his mm-hmm. show is the inspiration for me to start podcasting. So yeah, you've been in in the game for a long time. Uh, yeah, we're coming up, I think, on eight years in in August. Holy shit, that's that's pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty amazing. The Flophouse is eight years old. Yeah, and last year we got our first uh, sponsorship. <laughs> so you can see how podcasting is a real. Yeah. money game for we, everyone involved we just crossed and the one year mark so we're really looking forward to six years from now yeah <laughs> yeah seven years from now yeah but uh i mean uh f- for folks unfamiliar which i'm sure it's a pretty small wedge of our audience the flap house is focuses on financially unsuccessful films well that's not true <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll correct you right off the bat transformers <laughs> uh we transformers. call yeah we Exactly. Uh, the flop house is just a, a clever name. In okay. that. So maybe my, maybe creative and or financial flops. Exactly. <laughs> flops in, in one way or the other, artistic or monetarily. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. And um, man, it's, it's amazing how much comedy you guys are able to milk out of like films that really like don't even merit watching. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's mostly <laughs> Elliot just gabbing. Yeah, like, I feel like the the movies are almost vestigial at this point. <laughs> I mean, but you still watch them. Like, have you gotten? Yeah, have we you gotten to the point ourselves. where you're like, why do we put ourselves through these fucking stupid movies? We're getting there, <laughs> especially at, we, like we had a, we, you know, our recordings. We usually I mean, do. Dan, you do watch usually about half of the movie, right? And then you nap the other half. No, that happened. That happened once, <laughs> and I was sick, so. I literally then the next day not once uh, no yeah. come on really I, just I, once i have I'm not sure been out sick called... from, from work uh for a cold uh in once in four years except for that time <laughs> i've been stricken right. with some fair virus enough, fair enough yeah i uh i tend not to get sick either but when i get sick i get fucking sick i think that's the way it works i think yeah. that if you have a pretty strong immune system then when something takes you down it's yeah. like a drink you're 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 effed Uh, Chris, what's happening with you this week? Uh, I finally got off my ass and started running again. I thought uh, you had in- a knee injury. Well, we'll have to get into that. Um, uh, Dan, how about you? Uh, I recently uh, started therapy and actually came from my second therapy session ever just uh, before this podcast. Wow, congratulations. Uh, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big move. It's a, bo- it's a brave move. It is a brave move. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, I lost one thousand dollars 
One thousand dollars. I don't know. I mean, if you if you mean misplaced, I'm gonna be sick to my stomach. I, I don't know. <laughs> if that's what you mean, but I can't wait to. I can't wait. Moral to. equivalent. Dan, you asked me to avoid putting any rum in your drink. Yes. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, that was an interesting challenge because I'm a big fan of rum. You but, are. Uh, okay, well, we should talk about that, but continue <laughs> with what you were going to say. Um, but uh, I, I managed to find a drink that has all other possible alcohols but rum. So <laughs> That sounds marvelous. <laughs> uh, and it's also a pretty good pairing for going into therapy. This is the Against All Odds. It's an ounce and a half of Irish whiskey, an mm-hmm. ounce and a half of... Uh, Chardonnay, half an ounce of what? of uh, apricot liqueur, yeah, what? <laughs> and a uh, quarter ounce of uh, rum Clément Creole shrub, which is not not rum, but uh, a uh, a uh, a triple sec, basically. Uh, but I will tell I'm, you something that sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> but I'm going to withhold judgment like, because one of my my favorite drinks. Um, a corpse survivor number two. Oh yeah, has done that on the show. Has an unusual uh, conglomeration. Yeah, of alcohol. seems like it shouldn't work. Too. Well, this is from the uh, PDT cocktail app, which uh, I've actually done a few recipes from on the show. Now um, I'm a real big fan of it. It's a ten dollar app in the uh, in the app store. Jeez. So is that how you lost your thousand dollars? <laughs> just just uh, <laughs> keep downloading it. Two and ten dollars at a time in the app store. <laughs> I was really drunk, and uh, I, I woke up owning the Kim Kardashian app with all of the upgrades. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the against all adds, you stir with ice and strain into a rinsed cocktail glass. You're going to rinse the glass with Reposado Mezcal mm, and garnish. I like Mezcal. Garnish with a pansy. Okay. First, first time we've garnished with a flower, I think, on this show. Okay. Ben, you're going to be drinking something called All Bets Are Off. Um, it's an ounce and a half of Mezcal, three-quarter ounces of uh, blank vermouth, uh, three-quarter ounces of yellow chartreuse, two dashes of grapefruit bitters, and uh, grapefruit twist to garnish. Um, add the, all the ingredients into a mixing glass and fill with ice. Uh, stir and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Um, squeeze a grapefruit uh, twist over the drink and use a garnish uh, or use as a garnish uh, this drink is one of Gary Regan's 100 and best new 101 best new cocktails wow. yeah Gary Regan Gary Regan uh, one time I got a uh, a pair of uh, cookbooks from my friend for my birthday one was Gary Regan's the joy of mixology and the other was a book called fat that was about <laughs> cooking with different types of fat. <laughs> And I was really excited to like look up the author pictures in the back of the of each book, and uh, <laughs> the picture of the lady that wrote "fat" is it's like a mousy little like ninety pound woman, <laughs> and the picture of Gary Regan is just like red faced huh. drunk man in an Aloha shirt, like perfect. <laughs> I think if you use natural fats, uh, you can stay pretty thin. Yeah, I mean. And that's sort of the the point of the book, but uh, man, I I was just really hoping for something something much funnier when I turned. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking a slow and low uh, that refers mm-hmm. to slow gin and aloe. So this is an ounce and a half of mm-hmm. Plymouth gin, three quarter ounces of slow gin, uh, three quarter ounces of aloe juice, three quarter ounces of honey syrup, 
and three quarter ounces of fresh lime juice. Uh, you'll shake those until well chilled and strain into an ice filled highball glass. And I guess you could garnish that with a lime if you felt like it. I'm going to, I could only find a jug uh, of aloe juice <laughs> and it was like $15. <laughs> so oh, man. I, I'm just cutting a corner and I went with like, uh, unfortunately I had to go with like the next best thing, which is aloe drink. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the, uh, yeah. the aloe version of purple. I thought you could have just gotten yourself an aloe and cut, cut it open, squirted that right. drink out into there. <laughs> I could have done that too. You're right. I could have done and that. And that would have I didn't do solved that. the, your internal burns sure. as well. <laughs> all, all of the sunburns you've had when you, uh, expose your, your guts to solar radiation. Uh, all right, well let's, uh, let's go make these bad boys. Let's do it. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. I uh, had to remix Dan's drink because I forgot to stir it, so it was just like literally booze in a glass. (laughs) This is much more, uh, yeah, I can tell that it's much more mixed now. Yeah. Amazing how that works, right? <laughs> adding adding some water and chilling a drink down, uh, really, <laughs> it really makes it not bad. First thoughts, gentlemen. First sips. Um, yeah, I think we, we these are both like real spirit heavy cocktails that Dan and I are drinking. So mm-hmm. you know, not for the faint of heart at all. Um, now, the, I'm enjoying mine. This is the one I've, I've sorry I already forgotten. <laughs> which one is this? So you have uh, the uh, the against all odds, mm-hmm. which is uh, Irish whiskey, Chardonnay, apricot liqueur. Uh, I'm using dry curacao as the uh, mm-hmm. as a substitute for the Creole shrub, and uh, the glass is rinsed with reposado mezcal. This is interesting because I would uh, not have guessed that there was any whiskey in here at all mm. really mm. no it's um it's a uh, very like it, it tastes like boozy wine hmm. um with with like fr- fruity boozy wine like a floral fruity wine but with like a spirit kick yeah i was really excited to uh, the recipe calls for a specific chardonnay which mm-hmm. is channing daughter's scuttle hole and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> but they actually had it at the wine store that I went into. So maybe, uh, maybe it's in. I haven't tried it by itself yet, but maybe it's an especially, you know, outspoken wine. Uh, the dog has been really fascinated by all the cocktail mixing this this time around. Yeah, I think the dog. I mean, like the dog knows that there's something special about these glasses. <laughs> Doesn't know what it, what it is, but wants- he sees a lot of attention being paid. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, two. Two cameras that I had for my uh, my documentary that I just finished filming, and in order to defray some of the costs from production, I decided to sell one of the cameras, and uh, I thought I was going to get like three thousand bucks for it, and I had it on Craigslist, and I was just fielding like the most lowball offers from really like aggressive, angry seeming people, like. You know, I could I could get this camera new for only a thousand dollars more than that. Why would I buy it from you? And it's like, well, then don't buy it. For, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, why, yeah. Like, why are you picking a fight? I, I didn't personally try to to affront you by posting my camera on Craigslist to sell. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but I, I, I was entertaining a few offers, uh, and I was kind of not getting around to closing any of these deals. And, uh, yesterday morning I woke up and in my email inbox, uh, the, uh, the big camera store here in town, BNH, had dropped the price of this camera new out of the box to what I was selling it for. Oh my God. What are the odds? And uh, yeah, so uh, by the time I, I unloaded this thing, I had to sell it for $1,000 less than I was I was hoping for. And I was uh, really, really fucking pissed wow. off yesterday. That's, that's kind of like losing $1,000. I mean, it is losing $1,000. It's absolutely I, like losing $1,000. Yeah, it was like well, a reasonable assumption that I would get one thousand more dollars for this camera yesterday or the day before yesterday than I did yesterday, and uh, yeah, man, I just I mean like, obviously, yeah, that stings. I mean, I just thought I, the, in my mind it was like I lost a thousand dollars, you know, walking down the street with a thousand dollars in your back pocket or something, yeah. you know. I mean, that's how it or felt pl- playing the slots. <laughs> yeah, right, right, get, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why they call me Big Time Texas Ben. Um, I mean. I, you know, like I was, st- I, I wind, I wound up selling it to like the used department at a store, and I was like listening to the guy give me, give me the offer, and I was like, "Are you telling me that this thing would have been worth twice what?" <laughs> you know, I was like, he was giving me a thousand bucks for it, and and I was trying to get two thousand, oh, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, like if you'd brought this in yesterday, oh, what an asshole, you would have gotten a thousand more dollars out of us, and we would have eaten." Why it. would he say that? I mean, yeah, I guess because I, it's the I know, truth. but I guess you you could have like figured out on your own that if you brought it in yesterday, but you don't need to like rub the salt in the wound, you know? So just give me a thousand dollars and get. Uh, he was he was not the worst offender. There was some guy walking around who just like happened to walk past as this was <laughs> happening, and he goes, "Yeah, they dropped the price on that. <laughs> Those are going for cheap now." It's a, <laughs> it's like, a hey, drive who are by. you helping? <laughs> <laughs> Like, all you're doing is pissing me off. That's the only effect of that comment. <laughs> like, it doesn't make you seem smarter. It doesn't, like, help the guy close the deal no. with me. It just makes me feel shittier. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Well, that sucks. Yeah. I, uh... So, I did walk out of there with a head of steam. So, this is a very appropriately named cocktail. And a, and a delicious cocktail. I well, no, you you think you're drinking the head of steam. It's, uh, it's all bets are off. You, you got the names Wait wrong. Wait a second. It's, uh, all I bets are... I thought I just edited that. God damn! Oh man, my life is really falling apart. Uh, oh well, if that's if that's the worst of it, buddy, you're all, you're doing all right. You yeah. lost your head of steam after you <laughs> lost your grand. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It was uh, it sorry. was especially poignant because I had I was sitting where I am now, and my friend Wayne was sitting where Dan is now like 24 hours before this went down and he said you're really painting a word picture for the people who don't know what your apartment looks like <laughs> well they see it they see it in soft focus in the background sure. of all of these cocktail pictures so <laughs> uh but uh yeah he said like get rid of that camera as fast as you possibly can like i'm on craigslist all the time and and these offers are what you're going to be offered and i was like no 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 <laughs> i know what i'm doing didn't know well, you've learned doing. a lesson. Yeah, you should listen, listen to your friend. He sounds real plugged in. He is plugged in. <laughs> he, he, the the thing is, like, he buys film equipment on Craigslist on like a monthly basis, and I uh, avoid that at all costs because it's like I hate haggling. You know, yeah. Like, I don't want to negotiate yeah. a price. So I like I, I realize that's sort of what you do. So I put it up for like a little bit more than I think it's really worth, and then people just 
instead of saying, oh, well, I can't give you that, but I would give you this, they, they come and say like, that's fucking ridiculous. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you though, because I, I don't uh, use eBay all that often, but when I do, like I invariably go for the ones that have the option to just buy it now. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, like. I know that the whole point right. of it is it's an auction site, and that's how it made its bones. But I do yeah. not want to deal with that. No, too scary. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I actually hate haggling so much that I don't even think it's a thing. Like I, you know, I was telling you Ben before the show. I was like, yeah, I've, I just finally bought a nice set of highball glasses, like antique highball glasses from a local antique shop. Yeah, baby. And that's how you do it. And I. Yeah, and uh, I said to the guy, oh, how much for these? These are great. And he's like, uh, let me see, $50. Wrap them up, sir. Yeah. You know, I don't, like, in an antique shop, it's basically, yeah. you know, you say, uh, how about 40 How about, you know, how about 35 Right, these, these don't look like $50, you know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're exactly. $50 all day long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he's like, oh, these are from the 50s. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, they could be from any time. Yeah. I don't have a fucking clue. Uh, man, I... Uh, I'm so right there with you guys. Like when I see like shows about, you know, traveling to foreign places and they go to like some grand bazaar where <laughs> everything is a haggle, I like curl up into a fetal position on the couch. Like, oh God. Yeah. <sighs> I wish I could do it. I mean, like that would be such an amazing skill, but I am conflict averse to yeah. the point that like, I'm just like, here, could I, I'll give you extra <laughs> yeah. money just, yeah. just for the convenience of not talking about it. Right. Yeah, like, what Absolutely. does the sticker in the window yeah. of the car say? <laughs> One car, please. <laughs> Ring me up at the Wrap register. It up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, um, Dan, uh, I, I, Chris and I are both, uh, uh, I, I'm a past uh, user of therapy, and, mm -hmm. and I, I'm not sure where Chris is at with it these days, but uh, I've still, actually been thinking going, about going, getting yeah. back into um getting back into the game yeah yeah one one last job <laughs> and then i'm out uh <laughs> uh but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna walk away with all the mental health <laughs> yeah yeah and then retire in cuba where the man can't find me uh <laughs> most people retire to cuba with lots of mental health right <laughs> i mean sure it's sunny you got those sandwiches oh sounds, yeah those are great. great um but uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel like the, I think the first time I went to therapy, I was like 14 or 15 years old. Really? So no I sort of wonder like what it's like from your perspective as a, as a grown ass man. As a grown man, like I, it's weird. Cause I do feel like I'm sort of like shopping around a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm. I it's feel like, like $45 for the session. And you're like, yeah, how about 30? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were not listening yet. <laughs> it's more that like, I, I feel like if I had been sort of uh, like put into therapy early, you know, like, or whatever, I would have just accepted whatever. But now like, I'm mm -hmm. kind of just like feeling out like, oh, do I buy this thing that they're selling me? Am I, mm -hmm. you know, and my therapist is, is I believe younger than me. So like, wow. it's one of those things where you're like, ah, okay. Okay. Doogie Hauser. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, this, th that is like a weird thing in life when you start to like, I, I, I always say that like when I buy something at a coffee shop, like the person on the other side of the counter is a grown up and I am not just cause like, that's how right. I've always felt. And yep. starting to be that they're like, you know, college kids with their part-time job sure and i'm still like 
where do I put my money? <laughs> no, and I, I also very distinctly like remember realizing like there was a point where I had always assumed that every actor in something was older than me, right? And then just yeah. realizing that now most of them all actors are, are, are younger than me, yeah, because they're yeah. all hot young people. But <laughs> I, I, I was uh, I've been watching rewatching Cheers recently, and. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it was. I think Norm was selling, celebrating a birthday in one of the episodes, and uh, he was turning 36. So I was like, I'm going to see how old George Went was back then. And he was 30 fucking six, and wow. I'm 39. That's insane. It doesn't I'm look... I'm 39, and I, I... Yeah. I mean, people I looked have... At that he looks like, like a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people like age forever, better than other people. Like, just forever older than me. Yeah. We can take comfort in that. <laughs> I mean, I did... Uh, yeah. I did yeah. avoid... Therapy too for a long time for some of the same reasons that I avoid haggling. Like I just didn't want to talk to someone, right? And I found that a very scary prospect to talk to someone about like a secret thing in my life, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think did- that like once you're there though, and you have that like attorney-client privilege, it's no, kind you, of you, amazing. You open up and it's yeah. you tell whatever. I mean, even just after uh, two sessions, I, I can see that. Um, but I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, I think the part of, I think that people who need it the most are the ones who like, don't want to admit that they need some sort of help. Um, yeah. but also like, I also, tr- I tried to go the easy route, yeah. you know, the first time around, like I was like, give me the drugs <laughs> and, um, and all of the drugs right. gave me, uh, sexual side effects. And I like, even like did like. I very rarely do stand up, but I had like a bit in my my very rare stand up where it was <laughs> where it was just like talking about how like uh, when they say they say sexual side effects, the sexual side effect in question being not coming, <laughs> which is less a side and more of a main dish, yeah. and, <laughs> right, and any right. drug that's, that pur- that's pretty much all of it. <laughs> any drug that purports to make you happier while taking orgasms off the table has gone way off message. <laughs> and so I just like, I'm like, well, I can't do this. Like the one, and it was like another like spit in my face too. Like apparently uh, there's one drug, well, well, buterin. Yeah. That doesn't have the sexual side effects. It actually makes you like hornier often and, <laughs> and you lose weight on it. Yeah. Uh, but I cannot take it because when I was a child, I had seizures oh. uh, and it lowers your seizure threshold. So it's just Yikes. like, Knowing that that exists out sure. there, but he's like, ah, not for you. Yeah. Like, it's a real, like, kick in the balls. <laughs> well, I don't want to brag, to, like, but that's the one that I was on when I was on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was on it in my, uh, my pre-sex phase of my life, mm-hmm. so, uh, which, uh, which was a very long phase. <laughs> so, Still the majority of my and, life. Yeah, I mean, and in your <laughs> teens. In your teens. Uh, my teens, and I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't quite make 20 but on i mean it, like but, so the late late teens early 20s like yeah. i mean that's the last thing you need is to be more horny than you already sure. are <laughs> I, think I mean it, i don't i don't feel like it, it <laughs> i had that effect but um but yeah it's the only one that doesn't it's like it works differently it's like it's also terrifying because it's one of the ones where they're like we don't know why this works it seems to work but right like it's total like there's no consensus on like what part of the brain it's working on to like make you <laughs> it lets little elves come into your brain yeah. late at night and tinker around <laughs> yeah i mean like i mean that's the best science we have at the moment sure. but like you know that's you know remains to be proven de facto um 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know, like, uh, do you think that the kind of place that you are in the world as a, as a, you know, member of the comedy community made it easier for an easier mental hurdle to get into talk therapy? I feel like there's kind of a strong relationship between therapy and, and comedians. Yeah, I mean, I... The cultural imagination, anyways. It does seem to me that pretty much everyone I know does it. I mean, I'm trying um, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. which focuses, I guess, on strategies for uh changing your thought processes in possible in like positive ways yeah because that'd be nice i should do that i'm still a little suspicious of talk therapy because i think that there's a fine line between like talking something out and dwelling on it and i'd Mm. rather like do something Mm -hmm. proactive that might change my patterns that's the ideal at Mm -hmm. least yeah i have uh i have the it's not i was gonna say the opposite problem like where you're talking about your therapist may be younger than you my therapist is, I, I, if I had to guess, he's 75 years old <laughs> and like I, I, he, uh, he, the first time, uh, I made an appointment with him. Like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm approaching a year now and it's the best decision I ever made. Like this is my third, um, experience with therapy. Well, wait, uh, the first two being very, we've been doing this podcast mm-hmm. for about a year. I mean, how can you separate the variables, yeah. Chris? Maybe Drinking a fancy no, cocktail this... once a week is what's doing it for you. Sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to, you're suggesting like, the, like what I was about to say is that this was the, the last straw. This podcast <laughs> is what sent me to therapy. Uh, but so this is my third experience with uh, a therapist and the first couple um, were kind of sh- much shorter stints. Um, but I, it was something I was always interested in and, uh, you know, saw the value in it very quickly. But this guy this doctor I have now, uh, the first time I made an appointment with him, uh, at the end of the phone call, he says, uh, okay, Chris, uh, do me a favor and, uh, call me two days before and remind me that you're coming in. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. A lot. This guy has even less you know? Google calendar than you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> this is a guy I can get behind right here. Yeah. Like I'm all about it. Yeah. But, um, well, Dan, do you find it like as you know, working in comedy? I mean, you say you don't do stand up much, but stand up does uh, employ a lot of honesty, right? Like you're getting it can be comedy, its own talk like therapy comedy if you're Mark Maron, especially. Yeah, but but I'm interested in the um, like the reluctance uh, in the audience of one and and the honesty to that one person. I mean, what do you like? Why do you think you had that uh, aversion? <laughs> wait what is the is this therapy <laughs> uh i'm just curious I, I you know i jesus ask me in a year when i've uh gone through some of this stuff and i figure it out that's a deal I, we'll have you back on yeah i have like a <laughs> sure. i do think yeah. i have i i get i there i can i have it in me to get very intimate with people very quickly uh but i also yeah. have a general wall up in 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 a larger sense with most people and and that might be mm-hmm. part of it i i don't do stand up enough to actually get to that honesty is the thing like i find that okay i looking at my meager set <laughs> over the years like <laughs> i really started out very conceptual and like stuff unrelated to my life and only mm-hmm. very recently if i've done it has more truthful stuff like crept in and I think it's better stuff 
mm -hmm. because of that. But and I think that if I was a good stand-up, like other people at the show, like people who are actually qualified to call themselves stand-ups rather than like dilettantes uh -huh. who sometimes get asked to do yeah. it because they haven't a right for a comedy show, okay. uh, like my friend Matt <laughs> Koff, who's a great stand-up. Yeah, um, well, I guess I don't know, even know if we mentioned this at the top of the show that you write for the Daily Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people know that, but who? I don't know how we skipped that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, is there people don't care about that show? Is there pressure in, in that world to be <laughs> a stand-up or no? No, they people come from all sorts of backgrounds at the show. Like yeah, stand-up, improv. There's journalists, you know. But um, why would you need those, <laughs> Chris? I uh, I don't know if we actually did this as a life event or not, but you, I thought that you had fucked up knees. What what happened where you can you can run all of a sudden? I, I had a knee injury, yeah, like um, and it went away because mine never what, went what, away. Yeah, do you know how it went away? Um, it was because I had stopped cycling for a long time. I started walking a lot more, like to where I was going, and there was just a particular muscle in uh in my around my knee that wasn't. Like it, basically, my knee was pulling to one side, so I started cycling again, yeah. and it c totally corrected the wow. problem. Wow! Lucky for lucky for me. Um, now this I can so yeah I can sink my teeth into because I <laughs> I tore my ACL two years ago, so I had to go through a lot oh, of knee physical therapy. Man, I I basically oh, I was a runner for you know all of my teens and twenties, and then just second I hit thirty, it was just like no more. Knees, knees are not in, into it. Well, at, but the thing is, all. like, you think it's your knees, but it could just be that, like, your your quads, your glutes, your hip mm -hmm. muscles are just weak and yeah. they're not pulling their weight. Yeah, that's possible. I, yeah, it's it's entirely in, in fact very likely that all of my <laughs> muscles are very weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, lately have been doing everything. Uh, related to running except for running, you know, like I've just been like buying, Do, the gear, doing a lot of lunges and, and checking your pulse while wa looking at a watch. <laughs> totally, yeah. 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 And, uh, I, I, uh, finally decided jogging in that, place at a light. Uh, I've got to just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I walk to the light, then start jogging at the light, then walk across the street. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, um, I, I bought like new shoes. I bought new shoes and, uh, you know, I could have swore when I bought them, they're these like lightweight, uh, Nike running shoes. But by the time I got to the end of my street, it, it was like the soles slowly started transforming into, uh, concrete. Mm -hmm. Like the more I ran, the heavier my feet yeah. got. And, uh, so I'm a long way. I'm a long, like I used to run quite a bit, but I haven't in a couple of years now. Um, so I just did a couple of runs this week, just light runs to get back into it. And then Monday I'm going to start a 10 K program because I'd like to be able to run 10 K. Yeah. I'd like to be able That's to run 10 K, you know, uh, uh, yeah, well, it, it potentially exciting. Should I follow through? I mean, <laughs> I know myself pretty well, so uh, I'm hoping that I, I I can manage. But those, I mean, those uh, gradiated programs are are pretty easy to get into. Like I I stopped running because of my knee, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I I never thought I could do it. I always hated it, and then I got one <laughs> yeah. of those couch to 10k apps, and I you know i i got up to the point where i could do it and i am a wait did lazy you get the couch to 10k jackass. app couch to 10k <laughs> <laughs> what isn't that what the app is called no that's what it's called yeah, yeah. 
I guess I don't. Th- I guess uh, I think of it as being like the apt couch to 10k, but that's sort of like you picked one up off the shelf, and there were lots of other couch to 10k. I think that there are. The, like I think there, there are probably pro- other programs that yeah. use the that language. Yeah, Pro- probably. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I've never really. I've always started one of these. You know, eight week programs, and then just kind of like found a reason to not continue. Uh-huh. But, I did uh, that with the hundred push up one. I got I got to yeah. like eighty five push ups and then I was like, yeah, if I went like two more weeks, I could do a hundred push ups and then I didn't yeah. didn't bother. For I, some let's reason. count all the I, I let's find... count all the programs we've started and quit. <laughs> <laughs> I find the, a good reason to uh, follow through on these programs is vanity. Mm. Uh, oh my god! I have a lot I mean, of that. I'm a, I'm a, I, have, so... I have enough without yeah. ever completing anything. Oh, okay. to just you know, Dan. I, I have. I'm approaching midlife, and uh, vanity's kicking in. It's kicking into high. <laughs> nice. Gear. Is that coming from the therapy, or <laughs> I'm trying to outrun death while simultaneously running towards it? Oh, nice. So, I don't know. Kind of running in place. <laughs> you put death on a treadmill, and you get on the opposite <laughs> treadmill. Then you do yeah. a little uh, choreographed music video. Yeah. Um, well, I um, guess we should probably talk about these drinks. Um, a little bit, anyways. What's uh? How, well, this one. Ooh. This. Pardon me. I think the UPS man Somebody is here. Door. <clears throat> I guess we pause while Ben receives a package. Yeah. Real professional. <laughs> it's never now wait. Break this guy. Hold on. So I'm just getting this drink. Yes. Okay. Do you want to try? I thought you advertised. I thought he advertised another. I don't know. I'm confused by the format because <laughs> I feel I feel like J- Jordan had competing drinks. I listened to his one. Uh, yeah. So that was a, oh. an early version of the format oh, where um, Chris Chris would pick a drink and I would pick a drink and right. the guests would have to uh, pick the winner. And uh, we found that it was just like, you know, like the often we have comedians on the show and they'll like come record the podcast and then have to run off to a stand-up gig and they're like there's no way i'm drinking two cocktails right before going on stage oh boy uh which is like surprising right like that problem yeah (laughs) uh so uh we did uh we we rethought that a little bit and uh sure now it's just whoever's hosting hosting the guest gets to pick the drink but uh I wouldn't mind uh, sharing, uh, trading a sip with you if you're up for that. Sure, I, mine is pretty low now, but I'm just, I'm just so curious about, uh, you know, wine is, wine and especially white wine are so rare in a cocktail. Wow, I think they're both pretty good. I gotta say, I might prefer the one that you have. Not to. You may finish it if you if you would like. It's. Uh, I have a uh, I have a a uh, budget meeting for my film after this. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, I may take you up on that if you're not kidding. It's I'm I like. Not, I'm not it's at the all. smokiness that I like. <laughs> yeah, that that one is uh is you know the old mezcal. It's a mezcal drink and uh, it's great. Is this is this still being recorded? Because I feel like we're getting into the stuff now. So yeah. Um, I I want to. I had not had mezcal until um this year the show went to austin oh yeah and my office mate um introduced me to it and i had i had always been anti-tequila right i mean i i understand that there are good upscale tequilas out there and maybe i just haven't come across the one that i right like uh my association is more like the paint stripper variety right right and um but then to have mezcal and to have that smoky flavor it's amazing was right? a revelation yeah uh 
we've yeah. uh, we've been talking a little bit about mezcal lately on the show, just because it's like, I feel like it's just starting to really get, you know, a place in the on the American back bar, uh, right. and the fucking um, number of varieties of mezcal that are available has totally exploded in the last like five or ten years. I mean, you know, I was I was contemplating buying some new for the show but i have i have like four bottles in my house already <laughs> and i was like i was like ah, i can't really like justify an 85 dollar bottle of mezcal just because you know i i have enough booze i have too much booze <laughs> i also do want to get into my feelings on rum but we can do it after we actually talked about the drinks we oh, really yeah. drank <laughs> uh i mean i think that like the mezcal enthusiasts tend not to want it in a cocktail because it's so like there's so much going on and just like mm. sipping a glass or nut of mezcal that uh you know you don't really need to like tart it up at all but this uh this is a a mezcal cocktail that i think almost anybody could get behind because um Mm. it's uh it's really like elegantly balanced i think my uh my my drink is um i'm i'd be very curious to know what it tastes like with actual aloe juice Uh i mean this it's uh you know it's called aloe the nature's drink is the uh is the pitch on the bottle yeah. but is uh, it, it, it is it's that a bad. sweetened like like uh yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah it's, it's it's definitely not what it's supposed <laughs> to be but um <laughs> it is refreshing it is refreshing well, that's good. it's uh i would maybe scale back the gin just a little bit if i was going to put it in my flask to go running oh that's but, interesting uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought you might might want to start slow with the with the running so i figured a uh, a nice spirit forward drink would be would be perfect for that slow yeah sure slow low and wobbly that's uh my motto yeah. that's how you that's how you avoid injuries by loosening up your muscles with some yeah right some, some booze. who needs stretching just get me drunk and i'll go running yeah um when i was on the crew team in high school there was a large contingent of uh kids on my team that were strong believers in smoking tons of pot the night before a race because you're when you started burning muscle in the race, the THC would release from your your uh, fat stores, really? and you would get like an extra like high, and there therefore not feel the pain of racing as much. Um, <laughs> I don't well, know how scientific those scientific uh, facts, high school ass yeah, was, were. If that's but... scientific fact, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll try that. Sure. I'll take a drink and then a smoke and go for cool. a. Run. Uh, well, well, what are your strong feelings about rum? Because uh, uh, I, I will say, I, uh, just on the on the cocktail, I, I did like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I, like, I think it's called against all odds because it shouldn't work. I like how I, like, I did like how spirited it is. It's a little too whiny for me for a cocktail. Maybe back the wine off. I don't mm-hmm. typically like cocktails that are heavily wine based, mm-hmm. but but otherwise it seemed pretty balanced. Uh, but rum. And part of why I told you not to make me anything with rum is we uh, are the the show was on a break this last week. I was on vacation. It's March, so we went to a beach, and as you do, we drank nothing but uh, very light beers and very fruity <laughs> rum drinks. Oh, I'm glad I did. I, I was contemplating a a beer based cocktail for you, which included a light beer. So I'm glad I didn't pick that. Sure, uh, but um, and I do like rum in that context yeah. and i will also say that i like a um 
a dry dark rum mm. like uh Fleur de Cana. have you had that yeah. one mm-hmm. i feel like that's a yeah. nice sipping rum that's the uh the national drink of nicaragua i believe yes and uh it's good on its own or in a uh, uh, Cubanica, I think is what oh, it's called. Um, this is from my wife who went surfing in Nicaragua, and it's uh, she. It's basically just that uh, rum and a little lime and a little uh, seltzer. Yeah, and it's 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 delicious. But it's all you need. In general, like a lot of rums, I find too sugary, and I feel like I associate them with things like rum and coke where i feel like i don't want to be a, right. i do not want to be a snob but i feel very strongly that if you meet someone and their favorite cocktail is rum and coke <laughs> you do not want to be friends with that person believe me dan i i i'm i'm right there with i feel you. like uh I, I feel like rum and diet coke might be the world's worst cocktail yeah it's <laughs> it's one one of the greatest joys of my life is telling people that we don't uh, sort of diet <laughs> it's no diet oh, diet it's so bad to have diet anything in a cocktail yeah. it just tastes just terrible. admit to yourself that you're drinking and it also i mean like it, it makes you drunk faster like the science on yeah. that is that it for whatever reason i, I forget but it makes you, I, I i hate it but my my personal favorite spirits are vodka diet red bull might actually be worse than <laughs> that's, rum and that's diet. terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just last night, just last night, we had a, a guy approach the bar asking for a uh, a spirits list. Like, do you do you have mm-hmm. a, like all of the alcohol uh, on your menu? Cap- said, no, we don't. Captain's list. And then he went back to his table, and and then he ordered uh, two diet cokes. And uh, <laughs> then I said, we don't have those. <laughs> That's but, pretty funny. But I tend to like. Yeah. I feel like I the ones that I the spirits I love are like more drinkers spirits. Like I love gin and I love whiskey. And I am just mm-hmm. now coming to love mezcal, but I also—I mean, I like—I like very. I tend to like very simple cocktails with those, like an mm. old-fashioned or a Sazerac, or uh, I mean, obviously, gin and tonic is classic. But then, like a Negroni, I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just simple, balanced flavors with like complex spirits. Yeah, I think that that's. Those are like my. Mm-hmm. Those ones you just mentioned are kind of my go-to home drinks too mm-hmm. like i i make i have the capacity here to make a lot of pretty crazy things and uh i mean i find myself if i'm gonna have a nip before i go to bed just <laughs> making like you know a gin and soda or yeah yeah or yeah just putting some some dark sipping rum in a glass and putting a, an ice cube in there and walking around with it and forgetting i have it for two and a half hours right well because if you have a good spirit you don't <laughs> want to mess it up too much yeah Right. Yeah, which is yeah. why mezcal doesn't, uh, you know, its defenders don't like it, don't like to see it in cocktails that often. But, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of, they're like-minded with uh, Scotch defenders. Sure. Yeah, but lighten up, guys. It's all, it's yeah. fun. Do we have a listener request? This we week? do. Um, this is going to be. So we now have five shows in the bank. For I mean, we could not record an episode for the next five weeks and be all right. So this is going to be super, super late breaking <laughs> by the time uh, this episode comes out. But uh, I'm still getting to letters from two years ago, if not longer. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I uh, I actually 
a uh, an overheard I sent into the Stop Podcasting Yourself show uh, went on the air. I, I sent it in like at the beginning of the summer last year, and it was on an episode like two weeks ago. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think that just happens. And also, you, I mean, you get frustrated too, like as someone trying to like go through all these things. I apologize to any Flophouse listeners <laughs> because I did go on a kick where I mass deleted about 100 unread emails wow. just because they were so old and Email I just didn't bankruptcy. want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I think we have the opposite problem, which is we just added a uh, voicemail feature to our website so people can call in a drink request. But uh, we haven't like done it on the show enough for it to really like take off with, with the listeners. So um, we're still at the uh, begging yeah, stage. W- Please call. We're still, yeah, we're still we're still begging. So um, this actually comes from uh, past guest Stephanie Sparer, uh, who uh, is on Twitter at Steffi Spice, and she says, "I have to go to Passover with my relatives, some of which are boring." <laughs> Uh, and I think the <laughs> the good thing here is that there are just scads and scads of different holidays that uh, that uh, members of the tribe celebrate. So uh, you know, I, I doubt uh, your relatives will stop being boring. Um, so hopefully this will come <laughs> in handy. Uh, this is the Dayenu. Uh, so you're going to want an ounce and a half of kosher for Passover gin, uh, three quarter ounces of lemon juice quarter ounce of agave nectar, three tarragon leaves, two large strawberries, and two ounces of seltzer. So you'll muddle the strawberries with uh, the tarragon in a uh, mixing tin and add the other ingredients. Uh, Shake with ice and strain into a martini glass and top with the soda. So that's the Dayenu. Now, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to sell uh, Stephanie down the river, but I know for a fact she's asked for a drink before, and I know that it was also related to a family get-together. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that uh, that is just kind of, uh, I mean, I'm starting, I'm going to Passover with my uh, fiancé on Saturday, and I think it's just kind of like, kind of like one of the hazards of uh, membership is that you're, <laughs> you're constantly... Uh, you know, getting, getting pulled into holidays and, and like, I feel like Passover gets treated as much as a, like a burden as a holiday by, by people. Like mm-hmm. somehow everybody loves to like throw Passovers, but everybody's like, Oh, Passover. <laughs> you know? It's, it's, it's burdensome and, and yet totally obligatory. And, you know, everybody expects to go to it every year. So, uh, hopefully the Dayenu will, uh, will keep you, keep you loopy enough to, have your boring relatives not bother you so much, Stephanie. Can I can I offer a long belated correction because I <laughs> I've had one and a half cocktails, so this is going to prey on my mind. Uh, the the rum cocktail I described is a uh, Nica Libre, oh. not a Cuba Nica, which would not make any <laughs> sense because those are two different countries right. rammed together. Yeah, Cuba Libre is a, a Cuba Libre is a rubber cork, which is terrible. Stop <laughs> drinking it right now. It tastes like medicine. Throw it if you have it in your hand. Throw it down. I don't throw, care if it's a glass it through the window. <laughs> if it's a glass thing, pick up the glass shards. You know, mop it up. You deserve it. You deserve the punishment for drinking that. Dan, you know, I think Chris and I have been a little hesitant to do the to take the fight to our listeners, but I really appreciate. I don't. It. <laughs> I don't care, man. I'm just. I'm visiting. One of the most I'll punk drive podcasters there is. Dan <laughs> um, if I if I could take this opportunity to make a uh, uh, 
an embarrassing uh, admission here. I I, uh, I realized that uh, when I said to Stephanie, I didn't want to sell her down the river, that that is... Uh, the origin of that oh. saying is not a very good origin, <laughs> so maybe we can edit that right out. Okay, let's edit that out. Uh, I, th- I think Altogether. your apology is, is fine. I mean, I say well, I say bad stuff. Right. Maybe you could just pretend that you meant to say send her up the river to the Huskow, <laughs> <laughs> the clink. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang on a second, Ben. Let's let me get a. Okay, a we'll, we'll do a little quick read. I don't want to. I don't drop wanna, this I, in, in in post. Yeah. I don't want to uh, sell you up the river. <laughs> Send you up the river. Sell you up the river. Oh, fucking never mind. Yeah. Leave it as is. You're such what a good a actor, Chris. What a mess. <laughs> Dan McCoy, I'm sure that everybody listens to the Flophouse podcast already, but where can they find it if they need to? Uh, you can find it at flophousepodcast.com. Uh, we are also part of the the Max Fun network of podcasts, so you can go to uh, maximumfun.org. Um, and I don't know if you want to follow me on Twitter. I'm Dan K McCoy, which is, is impossible to read as anything other than Dank Dan McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a uh, reference to my particularly dank weed. Uh, it is because my middle name is Kirk. Uh-huh. And the uh, that's like the uh, the WGA makes you put the initial in because there was yeah. already a, a Dan. There's McCoy. a Dan McCoy who works for, for Pixar. I am not that Dan McCoy. I'm the guy who Jeez, writes on the Daily Show. <laughs> Uh, well, I can't recommend uh, the Flophouse highly enough. Um, I think you. anybody that likes this show will like the Flophouse more. So, uh, <laughs> uh, unless they really like booze, I mean, I guess knows? so. I mean, I mean, I am pretty drunk when we <laughs> when we podcast. I will admit that. Yeah, I mean, one of one of my favorite late sound of beer that show is, uh, is hearing the uh, the beers cracked off mic. That's Stuart yeah. who. Drinks Coors Light uh, and loves it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no matter how much I try and tell him not to. And by the way, Elliot, I will sell, sell, I will sell him somewhere. Um, <laughs> I will sell him center. out. Uh, <laughs> he gets a beautiful uh, bottle of whiskey, you know, aged single malt whiskey, every year on his birthday from his agent, and he drinks it with Coke. Oh. So, oh, no. they're both no, uh, we gotta, a bunch of jerks. We're gonna when have it comes them on the show and, and reform their yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, Those, yeah. Anyways, uh, you can follow uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B Chicken and Ben at <laughs> Benjamin R A H R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It and uh, go to the website Let's Drink About It for the recipes from today's show. You can also find those in your podcast app on your phone. Uh, as well as eventually on Tumblr and uh, Facebook and pretty much anywhere else you care to poke your nose. Um, yeah, and uh, we should thank Paul Watley and Graham Walsh. And uh, Thanks, fellas. Yeah, we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Don't choke on your own coke. <laughs> That's a signature sign-off. <laughs> you didn't even know that, I bet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm so full of burrito right now. I'm so uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of eating lunch before, and it's, oh, God. Well, I had a huge pile of shawarma meat. Where'd you go? Oh, Oasis? Yeah. That's what I had for lunch. Really? I'm surprised we didn't run into and each I other. And I walked for... Uh...
40 minutes to try and make myself feel better know that it actually worked Uh, i sat on the couch and ate my uh lunch and then i didn't move too much further than that so if at any point (laughs) if you guys want to take a nap mid podcast that'd be great 